I know you need more than one cat if you're going to be at Cinemagic, I think. You need, I mean, to cover eight movie theaters worth, you need, I you, would say, a four gaggle. to five cats. A yeah. gaggle of cats. Yeah. A, you need a, a herd of them. You need a basket of cats. In the Mac is a serial killer episode, Mac and Charlie are are on the phone. It says in the phone with D posing as a girl the named Mac Sandy. and Charlie have gotten into the phone. <laughs> she says she met Mac at the bar and wants him to come back to her place. Mac agrees, and then they hang up. And Mac inevitably knocks on the door into D's neighborhood. I've never really understood how Mac knew which apartment to go to. That's just continuity <laughs> error. It's not a joke. <laughs> You idiot. I feel like I feel um, like I didn't get the uh, Pepe. So th- this is where we're starting. That the Pepe Sylvia, uh, the, it now infamous Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, the Pepe Sylvia. It's been used in a million different memes too. Charlie, and it's also just like anytime you're trying to figure out something or like you're confused, the two gifts you go to are um, what's his face in The Hangover. Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. Yeah, and with Charlie all the math connecting the dots. Connecting the Pepe Sylvia. Those dots. are the so, two things. That's how you describe feelings nowadays. Yeah. So there's a couple different layers um, to the Pepe Sylvia meme where Charlie, illiterate, uh, continually gets uh, l- l- mail uh, delivered to Pepe Sylvia. Um, and he's like, you know, I got boxes full of Pepe and there is no one named Pepe Sylvia on the, you know, the payroll. Um, and then he proceeds to uh, go all the way down to Carol in HR and she opens up and there is no Carol in HR. Um, there's no one working in that office. Pepe Sylvia to Charlie uh, in to actually to every other person who probably worked in this makeshift, you know, office. Um, did not read Pepe Sylvia. He read Pennsylvania. <laughs> and he, as an illiterate, read Pepe Sylvia, assuming it's a man's name. I learned later, too, that Carol in HR is just care of HR. Is this? Did you come up with this on your own or did you read this? Somewhere? No, no, no. There's it's somewhere a YouTube video or somewhere deep, on Reddit. Deep. Yeah, okay. deep. So, yeah, it's it's Pennsylvania and it's not Carol in HR. It's care of HR because that would is where you would send a lot of mail to your, your human resources. It's to the care of whoever works in HR. And he read it as Carol from HR. So incredible, go. just incredible writing. I have a Reddit thread of similar things. Um, one of them is, although the title of the series is it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the intro is entirely composed of nighttime shots. Yeah. What about that? That's just a funny little, like, Easter egg. Um, in the antisocial network, Dennis says, I could be a man with a fistful of hammers and a trunk full of zip ties and duct tape. And then, like, four episodes later, you find out that Dennis actually does have a trunk with zip ties and duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh...
I'm looking at this. Oh, one. and then the so the always sunny joke is that um it's a like the title is a euphemism for how perfect the lives are of TV characters are, but then they disprove it every week. Yeah. Uh, another true true, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. I always thought of like this title of being it's always sunny in Philadelphia is like a it's probably exactly what you said that it's these characters go about their day with honestly kind of like sunny dispositions like nothing ever bad happens to them in the long term but they themselves are just shitty people and i i i also think it's a view on this is how everyone in philadelphia is and people will be like oh it's always sunny in philadelphia uh but they like everyone in philadelphia is a piece of shit Something that I grapple with, though, is are they really pieces of shit? Like, they yes. are very self-centered, but, like, in the grand scheme of things, they're not really they, doing anything to hurt anyone else. Mm, they ruin that guy's <laughs> life. They burn down his, his apartment building, and then they blow up his car one episode. Uh, they yeah, like, he probably deserved it inadvertently was, kill both of their parents or something like that like he was dressed like he was asking for it yeah um do you know like the 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 hidden demons that is uh dayman the musical and like what all of it like it's very kind of explicit as like they're going through but dayman and nightman are characters in the show and they're, but they're not called dayman and nightman so the Dayman story is that um, a little boy is, uh, you know, approached by the Nightman and uh, he overpowers him and uh, he puts his essence into the little boy and the little boy becomes Dayman. Do you know what character that we've seen in multiple episodes? Do you know who the Nightman is? It's a character in multiple episodes. It's Uncle Jack. Yeah. It's Uncle Jack who always likes to wrestle around and touch Charlie, and he's big into, like, hands later in uh, later <laughs> seasons. Um, but basically, he's, he's Charlie's pedophile uncle. And, uh, you know, Charlie <laughs> is the little boy. He's the one that's, that's – um, he represents them in court, right? Yeah, he's the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, it's Uncle Jack. Is the is the nightman, and it's obviously Charlie has some is molested uh, in some sense by Uncle Jack, but he becomes the night uh, the day man, and I believe like the probably deeper uh, if, you know if you want to connect some dots is Charlie is like suppressing all of it, and instead of to spin it, he creates like oh I've become this much more powerful character after. Uh, being, you know, uh, attacked by the Nightman, I've become this much more happier person. He becomes the Dayman and makes this like alternate persona of the Dayman as he pushes down his true like feelings about being molested by his uncle. <laughs> the troll too is supposed to be like Frank is supposed to be um, Charlie's mom because Charlie's mom is like this like in the play the little boy is like chained and is like kept away 
and is like the slave of the troll. And it's as if Charlie um, is like always like being like kept inside of his house by his like overbearing protective mother. You've the waitress, done so much more research. The the uh, yeah, I've done so much research research after you just told me we're gonna do this topic two seconds ago. Um, yeah, but I just mean like you in your like spare time. This is what I've think about, about it a lot. Yeah, you think about it a lot. This applies not just to Always Sunny, but to like TV shows things. and movies. Just oh yeah, things you will just watch YouTube videos and read like articles and like reddit threads about yeah. this stuff for like hours like that's yeah. your like happy place yeah the also the princess like the girl in it the in the in the musical it's the waitress uh and you're like oh the the timing doesn't line up it doesn't but charlie puts in the uh character of this princess uh to like in the whole joke is like well it's a little boy and like a full-grown woman have like this relationship in this play it's because charlie is still stunted as a small child and he's just like but I, I i'm in love with the waitress who's this older woman um even in the show in the in their like the nightman cometh episode the princess is wearing an apron like a waitress would yeah wow there you go you've blown my mind and then, like, he comes out in the Nightman comic. He comes out from, like, the little sun thing that comes down as the day man. But it's to ask the waitress uh, in her hand in matrimony. And please say yes and do not bone me, as, as he quotes. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, those, those layers. Um, the, the whole reason that Mac comes out as gay later and, like, wrestles with, like, oh, you're gay, dude, is because he uh hooks up with the tranny in like the earlier seasons and then like it snowballs into oh well he's just gay because he was like really attracted to like the tranny character in like the earlier seasons you ever see a video maybe someone walking by and you've been like mm-hmm. what <laughs> you never know uh i mean obviously like we're both gay for each other yeah but i think that's more of like an emotional thing yeah i care about you yeah yeah this is this isn't a a, uh well it is it's a very physical relationship yeah yeah (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent yeah Uh, i just don't like do you think that extends beyond the boundaries of the two of us or do you think it ends. Do you think that's the line in the sand? I think we're getting into too deep of uh, Jackson's <laughs> psyche that I don't kind of want to broadcast to the whole world. How about that? <laughs> I got a one-track lane on, on the hub, if that's what you're asking. My suggested feed is very much right down the middle. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, gay things, um, so my dad's in town. And we went to the sounds game the other day and like during like the fourth inning, like in between innings, they just had like a weatherman on the jumbotron and he was just telling us the weather. And we were all like, dude, we're outside. You're like, yeah, really? <laughs> what a, re- was what the a weirdest thing. <laughs> what a very redundant jumbotron thing. <laughs> yeah. And my dad 
looks at me and he goes, did you know that most meteorologists are gay? No. What? <laughs> That's are you are you ins- is he insinuating that um what was that guy's name? We brought him up before and he talks really high pitch like that. Even- and he goes, all right, hi, everyone. It's going to be a sunny out today. That guy, I think he was like a, he's like a New Hampshire meteorologist. His name's like Al Jolson or something. I have no clue what you're talking about. High pitch meteor. I don't even know what to Google. Just. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm so close. It's Al uh Caprian Caprian Allen. He uh hold on here, let's test out uh Google sharing. To give me the host disabled participant screen sharing. Give me back the screen sharing. Uh Caprian 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 Al Caprian. If you click on, yeah, there you go. I'm the host now. All right, here we go. Uh, bam, bam. Share sound. See, now, now we can Wait. do it. Uh, why didn't you click on the one that says cult hero? <laughs> we'll get there. Can you hear this? Yeah. There you go. See, I showed you how to do it. How could I start? I didn't have the button. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I'm going to say? Why don't you all say the word at home? Come on! Snow! There it is. All right, we got it. <laughs> all right, after this, I think we're going to have a break. Hi, Trisha! Hi, Trisha! Brian, <laughs> we're party tonight. Hi, Trisha! Isabel, there she is one day. that. It might go that way. Yo, he's a wizard outfit right now. Yo, he's with Homer. This is a real 90s. This guy's a lunatic. I don't know if this guy... I have no conclusions about his sexuality, but this man has bodies in his closet. Yeah. The Manchester... He's, he's New Hampshire. I think that's Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, look at him. He's... Bill Nye the science guy right now. Look at him. He just seems like a fun-loving guy. He would make a great uncle. Yeah. I mean, he might. Like if, you're, mm-hmm. if your uncle's, if you have Al uh, Caprian as a uncle, uh, please message us on the podcast because we would love, love, love to have Al on as a special guest. Um, and I just want him to say, hi, Prescia. <laughs> Uh, Of course. He still marches in the Dairy Holiday Parade every year. This is a man I would call a huge success. Family, friends, and love. What else do you need? Thanks, Roberta. Probably money, Um, if I had to guess. He is the best weatherman I have seen. He makes me laugh when he says, hi, pressure. I get a kick out of him. Uh, You got to give him the best weatherman award. Thanks, Al, for 25 years. James Moe. New England legend. I remember him from the late 80s. From working he works at the Macy's in the Manchester Mall in New Hampshire. Duncan. Bachelor party? <laughs> we go to the Macy's in Manchester Mall and meet Al. And we just bring along mics and interview him. Imagine. 
pressure. Uh, he is he still on? I'm from Massachusetts, and Al would have me rolling on the floor. Al is nuts. Loved watching him. Do you think? Do you think it's a bit of slander um, to call him just a plain old weatherman? Do you yeah. think they prefer like the more uh, more pomp and circumstance of meteorologist? See, that's a good question because I think in this specific situation, Al Caprillion, um, he's not just a weatherman. I mean, we just watched yeah. the video. You all just heard the video. This is a performer. Yeah, he, oh yeah, he's an entertainer. He's, yeah, no. So I think that he wouldn't necessarily be going after the term meteorologist as a mm. title. Yeah. I think that maybe there's a better, like more full. Oh yeah, Al is an upper echelon. I'm talking he's, about all he's these. He's not just a weatherman. I, I, I'm and talking about a like meteorologist. you're every run of the mill gay meteorologist that you are you know, <laughs> putting forth. Um, like you, you, you don't call the janitor, the janitor, he's a custodian. He is, uh, you don't call the garbage yep. man, the garbage man. That is, uh, you know, a, a that is a, a member of the mob. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, he is a, a mobster. <laughs> um, you don't call you know the the waitress she's not the waitress she's uh you know a server your server yeah 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 a service if you will so do i think do you think like like or this is this is a seinfeld bit um putty uh david putty is one of elaine's boyfriends and he's uh colloquially called by jerry and george a grease monkey because he works as a mechanic and he goes oh you know grease monkey and david putty goes i don't like that term so do you think like they prefer meteorologists like hey well, i'm not i'm not a weatherman i'm a meteorologist i went to, like it i mean it it's a title a weatherman's I, just like you know i could be a weatherman at the baseball game looking out and being like oh it, here's the weather i'm a man meteorologist sounds like you got a degree in meteorology do you want me to give you a real answer yes i think that as technology and especially like weather technology and general the internet has advanced yeah. i think that they're now tv stations are like consolidating the weather to like one person that yeah. does like it's no longer somebody looks up the weather somebody predicts the weather somebody and then they give it saying. to the guy that says the weather on tv i think it's one one dude or maybe like a dude and assistant who he does all of the work so he has like a degree probably like a master's in meteorology yeah. and then he does all of like the internet weather he does yeah. the weather on the news he does the jerking off of other men you know yeah i i, I think back to um the nickelodeon classic snow day and in snow day chevy chase's character was a meteorologist and he was before he got on like they were like doing like the powdering his nose and makeup before he got on camera but he was also on a computer while they were doing that and he was like looking and seeing the storm come in and like looking at radars and dopplars and um linears and whatnot was he putting just, the the barometric balloons up 
in the atmosphere. Yeah, I saw. So I, yeah, I wait. I think we answered our own question here. I think they do prefer the term meteorologist in the scientific term because they are I think, doing more than just being like high pressure. I think nowadays, yes. I think in the eighties, you were a weatherman. Yeah, exactly. When Al started out, Al was a weatherman. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, it's been some time now where he's he's uh, graduated and now obviously he's retired. He works in a uh, Macy's in Manchester. So he has put the the he has put the meteorology life behind him. Yeah. Um, shit, I just had a question. What was I going to ask you? Do you want to watch another video that I uh, haven't seen yet so we can both live react to it? Yeah. Um, we're just on YouTube here, folks. Uh, Nothing and... crazy. One day we'll get on Live Week, Leak. Maybe one day we'll get on... Oh, Live Week. No. no, thanks. That's um, so more like the SVU theme song than what I was intending it to. came out on July 4th. Why? Um, but it Why is... Think that that was like a good idea. What? No, that, Putting, what, like, why would a company be like, yeah, we're gonna drop it on like the one day that everyone is like across the board incapacitated? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, get, get on your PR team, Star Wars. So this is Star Wars. This is a a new series that's coming to Disney Plus that I heard like rumblings about, and this is the first trailer. It's, it's a teaser trailer, but it is three minutes long because this is an, a 30-second ad at the beginning. It's called Star Wars Visions, and the description says Disney Plus announces the name of seven, oh, wow, seven Japanese anime studios bringing their unique talent and perspective to Star Wars Visions, a collection of animated short films from Lucasfilm that will stream exclusively on Disney Plus and offer fans an exciting special Look, I, Duncan, Ma, I know a lot about stars. I don't know what Visions is even implying. So I am, we're going in, we're raw dogging right now. You have such an interesting Star Wars Visions YouTube is going to be an exciting anime yeah. anthology series coming to Disney Plus in September. Japanese animation inspired a lot of the people at Lucasfilm over the years. We loved the idea of seeing Star Wars expressed Jabba. in that way. Each one very of these videos that voice. we approached, we found hardcore Star Wars fans. They all had a story. They were I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say this so far. Uh, two people have come on screen, and this is a, this is as they said, seven Japanese anime studios bring their details. So far, it's only been two white people. Yeah. Wanted to tell. I wonder if the. the we were looking for something from the heart and soul of the individual creators. They are their visions through the lens of Star Wars. I'm sure all the listeners there can tell who so is many white and who genres is not. At play. Big and bold, romantic and sweeping, funny, comedic. This is a rock opera style. Now have three Japanese so far. Four. 
I, but see, my thing is, again, oh, we'll talk about it after. It's a minute and a half. ナイトセーバーって子供の夢が詰まったガジェットだと思うんですよねでそれをさらに今回僕はちょっと和のテイストみたいなものを。We try to have some retro vintage feeling. We couldn't skip the Astro Boy. Don't know where that guy's people loves Astro Boy. It could be anywhere. どちらかといえば自分は最初象徴的な。意味をまあ、さっき言ったようにまあ、人間の姿をしてない主人公にしたかったスターズみたいな時代劇を作りたいまあ、スタートパダワンが道の敵みたいな遭遇するっていうお話ですね本当に最後はスターズあれば本だと
while setting the stage. For and I was going to say, this must be the darkest game possible because Gollum just like hates the sunlight. And he's just like roaming around in little It's caves, probably like, going to be visually very cool. The eyes and twisted mind of one of the most iconic characters of all time. All of that in our very own artistic style. From his time in the slave pits of the Dark Tower to his in crafting Oh, there you go. Little, uh... Gollum is no traditional hero. He's learned not to take any sides. Really? You don't say. He's n you're right. He's no traditional hero because he's not <laughs> a hero. <laughs> his whole like archetype is around, <laughs> you know, greed and jealousy over and, and envy for this ring. All sins. He is if you will. the equivalent of a raccoon. Yeah. Did you know that Tennessee State Some... animal is a raccoon? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. What a hor There's so many animals here, and we picked raccoon. He, and, you know, I once fell in love with a raccoon named Lisa. I've never seen a raccoon here. The most powerful <clears throat> beings on Earth want him either captive or dead. In the game, you will meet some iconic characters, but also interesting personalities less known to players, but nonetheless essential to the events. I want to see these characters. We've been highly faithful to the descriptions in the books, depicting, for instance, the Moth of Sauron, the Lieutenant of Barad-dûr, is constantly scheming on behalf of his Dark Lord. In the game, we will see his face for the first time, but also Thranduil, King of the Elves, of, Mercury, of course, Thranduil, of this guy, and last but not least, Gandalf, the wizard. Okay, We're all super cool. excited. To... All right, whatever. I don't care about that anymore. So, oh, I guess it's just like, is it E3 right now? Why is this all this? Maybe it is. It might be. Oh, man, look at this one. Val, Val Kilmer, Amazon documentary. I, I don't want to keep watching YouTube videos as this is an audio podcast, but just look at this. Just... What's going on here? Let's go in. Okay. <clears throat> this is Apex Legends, but... 2021 Val Kilmer, the documentary is just called Val. Val Kilmer, Amazon documentary. And the thumbnail was Val Kilmer wearing a... Hi, my name's Val. I don't do this with every interview I go on. Take you inside my home. I don't. Top gun. But I'm going to. My name is Val Kilmer. I'm an actor. That was not I've lived a magical life. And I've captured quite a bit of it. Yeah, push the button. I was the first guy I knew to own a video camera. Here we are, filming ourselves. Uh, is that a it's video rolling, yeah. Oh, Kevin really Bacon. Cool, I have thousands of hours of videotapes and film reels that I've shot throughout my life and career. Shut the video camera off. I will keep it on until we're rehearsing. Oh, damn. I was recently diagnosed with throat cancer. I, I knew this. I'm still recovering, and it is difficult to talk and to be understood. But I want to tell my story more than ever. I spent decades finding my voice. I was a perfectly normal person. Through characters. I gave you about four takes with some different voices. Through movies. <laughs> One of the things they, they buy for all that money your life for a period of time. I have behaved poorly. All white, all brown, all women. I have behaved bravely, bizarrely to some. How do you heal a broken heart? You oh, see, that's my... right. He did a Broadway play where he was 
Yul Faison. No. George St. Keeglin. Val, hold on. Let me Google it. But in, it was like, supposedly, like, every single time he did it, everyone was bawling their eyes out in the theater. Val Kilmer. Broad. Broadway. It was this. No, not that. Mark Twain. He put on prosthetics. This is Val Kilmer. He put on prosthetics and uh, did a Broadway sh- oh, like almost I don't throat cancer as- from fucking that cigar. Yeah. But he was Mark Twain. Look at him. Jesus Christ. All right, back to it. Myself as a sensitive, intelligent human being, but with the soul of a clown. It's a story about my life that is also not my life. I'm not watching anything. Anything where someone has to talk through their throat is a no for me. You're not going to watch that? No. I, Dude, it's probably not the entire that thing. makes me more uncomfortable when someone has to be like, Dude, I may watch that big time. It's coming out when we're going to be in York. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, if, folks, if you're not crying right now, you need to check your pulse because I'm watching that in a fucking heartbeat. A new you're crying right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Jurassic World, Dominion. Never, no, I'll never watch that one. Um, this is just right. uh, Trolling Stone podcast breaks down Jackson's YouTube record. Yeah, it's a lot of like Patrick Krogan, 2020 Summer Lacrosse highlights. Oh, we we toasted this kid. He's from Lexington. Bum, the absolute bum. He is. He is, however, going to Georgetown to play, like Massachusetts. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Do they give him like a full ride? Um, yeah, they gave him uh, all the chicken, spicy chicken patties he wants. Oh, deal, deal. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want you want some uh, some bachelor party ideas? Yes, of course. Um, we go on a treasure hunt. This is around, very broad. Around it the, could the be Caribbean. Anywhere from like we legitimately go diving for like buried treasure for booty or we like have someone set up a treasure hunt for us in like the mountains in new hampshire and we have we, to go like camping and hiking and we just it. go or we just go geocaching around t- town <laughs> yes have you ever um, done geocaching i think i did it i think i did it once maybe um, I used it as a like lesson plan to like for kids to like use compasses and, and shit like that. But uh, it's it's a uh, it's uh, Can quite we, a scene. Do you think compasses are useless nowadays? Yes, very much so. Even if you like don't have service. Yeah. Like what happens if you don't have your cell phone? So th- I have always thought that uh, compasses you don't need them ever. <laughs> you know why? Why? The sun rises in the east yeah, and yeah, sets yeah. in the west. Yeah. That's all you need to know. 
So I, I also here we were going to. If it's dark, just stop moving. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Go to bed. (laughs) What you do? Stark out. Go to bed. Stop moving. Um, if we want to talk about conspiracy theories, uh, next week, I, the whole magnetic thing, where the North and the South Pole have magnetic, that's a lie. Do you know where that North Pole is pointing to? There, or when you have a compass in which direction it's pointing in, it's, it is not the North Pole. Go ahead. Duncan, I want you, when you listen to this back over again, I want you to uh, put in the like end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, that song where it's like... Put that in. I don't know what, like, vibes get put out into the world by the old dunk man, but my boss has this, like, sixth sense where I swear to God he calls me every time we're recording a podcast. Like, how can you name a week in recent memory where I haven't had to take a phone call in the middle of it? Uh, He had to do it last time, I remember. I had to do it the time before, and I'm just like, what is happening? Well, well, well. Okay, so continue. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, that this. There's you, a spot he would in ask me a that... question. I don't remember. It was about compasses. We're oh yeah, compasses, compasses you don't need because you know where the sun is. Don't move when it's go to bed when it's nighttime. The sun's not out. The magnets uh, when it points north it doesn't point north. There's I just I don't believe that there is magnetic pole at either ends of the of, of the earth. That whatever it is pointing north to is something else. I don't think that the North Pole has like this like so, deposit so, of raw magnesium mag- ore. Yeah, something it, that's it's not. So, up, no. is your conspiracy theory that it is not magnets that's causing it to point north, but it still points north, or that it doesn't point north it, at all? It doesn't. I don't think it points true North Pole north. I think. There is just somebody went on an expedition and left a big, huge but, ship at the top of the world. So you're telling me that at all times there is mag a magnetic pull on us right now, and obviously we don't can't feel it. But the little dumb compass you get from the store, from the gift shop when you're in the Caribbean. Uh, you know, you're in Turks and Caicos and you go and there's all this pirate crap and there's a compass there. Don't you slander pirate <laughs> nickname. Oh, I love pirates. I love pirates. I just don't think that their compasses are pointing true north. I, 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 I don't know that they're all, you know what it is in, in the actual uh, magnet thing. There's a little magnet that it pulls to. <laughs> in this device itself okay well here's so have you ever heard that like i think it's every like i don't know exact if there's an exact time frame but every like two thousand years or something the earth is they supposed flip. to flip poles yeah 
that may that that happens. That sounds feasible to me. But that there's I a mean, constant magnetic pull at all times and it's pointing right to the North Pole, negative. <clears throat> Not happening. If you I don't I'm trying to find how long it is because if you like we gotta be coming up on one. We have to have a pole flip in our lifetime, right? Uh I don't know. Two thousand years. Let's see. Oh, okay. An ancient well-preserved tree that was alive the last time the Earth's magnetic poles flipped has helped scientists pin down more precise timing of that event, which occurred about 42,000 years ago. 42,000 years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not, it's not happening. Okay, so uh, their provocative analysis in the journal Science... Classic name for a journal. Sounds feasible. It couldn't um, just be like Science Weekly. So, okay. So, I'm going to read you most of this article because it is kind of interesting. This new information has led them to link the flipping of the poles to key moments in the prehistoric record, like the sudden appearance of cave art and the mysterious extinction of large mammal- mammals in the Neanderthals. They argue that the weakening of the Earth's magnetic field would have briefly transformed the world by altering its climate and allowing far more ultraviolet light to pour in. So maybe this is what we're missing about climate change. Um, The Earth is a giant magnet because its core is solid iron and swirling around it is an ocean of molten metal. This churning creates a huge magnetic field, one that wraps around the planet and protects it from charged cosmic rays coming in from outer space. I both believe these sentences and think they're utterly ridiculous. I do, I, I, I'm on the fence. <clears throat> I believe none of it. I think I'm going, just for purposes of comedy, I think we're going with the Earth being magnetic as a conspiracy theory. Yes. Um, for sometimes this is a sentence in that throws away basically the rest of the article. So hold on. Let me review the sentence. Yes. Sometimes for reasons scientists do not fully understand the magnetic field becomes unstable and it's North and South poles can flip. So what are we talking about? I know. I thought this was science, the journal. Yeah, not fucking saying sentences that may or may not be true that we have no research on. So Science Weekly over there said that the Earth's core is magnetic. Yeah. Yes and no. Hold on. What if? What if? It's not gravity. It's a magnetic pull. And like everything that we know is actually made of metal. So when you drop something, it's a magnetic pull, not a gravitational pull, pulling it back to the to the to the surface or to, to the ground. Here's, we have iron in us, right? Not enough. But here's so here's where we're running. Oh, so it is issue. enough. It is enough to have a little compass pull up uh, magnetic bullshit up at the North Pole, huh? Oh, it's not a. It, the compass doesn't pull to us, you ding dong. We don't get attracted to the North Pole. The compass does. I understand, but I'm flipping the script now. I'm saying that everything. <laughs> we are closer. I, I guarantee you. We 
right now, more, more likely you, we, you are closer to the center of the earth than you are to the North pole. No, that's not, that's, uh, I am closer to the center of the earth than the North pole. Yeah. Yeah. That's how spheres work. Yeah. And so I'm saying <laughs> that the magnetic pull it, to the Earth's, Earth's core will be stronger than There's it is. quite literally an equation for that. That is why it's not gravity. It's not like this enormous mass. It's the magnetic pull, and they're not telling us. Also, so, so first of all, neither of us are smart enough or know enough about of this subject not. to actually come to any sort of conclusions. Of um, course not, and I will continue to talk about it. <laughs> this is like how I will be telling, I will be telling people two things for like the next six months or so, and it's that all meteorologists are gay, and that... The, we also Earth, never got to the bottom of that. Earth pole. We just, we just took, passed that off as truth. <laughs> we just... <laughs> but so I guess... The reversal when so let's say that earth really is magnetic in theory when it reverses they just flip-flop for a small amount of time because the magnetic field weakens and then they just go right back so this big flipping of the poles you said happens every forty-two thousand years it's not like it's not like a calendar event it doesn't happen every certain amount of time it, it just the goes. last one was 42,000 years ago. Oh. And what? It happened for like a day? I don't know. It said, though it was short-lived. I think they don't know because all they can tell from is trees. I know. 42,000 like years ago, humans, a tree humans weren't like, around 42,000 years. Uh, actually, they were. Um, they were. But yeah, humans were around 80,000 years ago. Was they, out were, of Africa. they weren't humans like you and me. Let's just no, be no, clear. No. And not because of the color of our skin. Because... They were dumb, and we are smart. Yeah. The reversal is called... <laughs> this reversal is called the Last Champ Excursion. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who, the Last Champ? L-A-S-C-H-A-M-P. It's like a last name. Mike Last Champ. Oh, oh what a name. Infamous. What a name. Hi, I'm Mike Last Champ. <laughs> I'm the last champ. No one else can be af after me. I am it. I am Mike Last Champ. Bill Last um, Champ. That's my dad. Uh, it's, it's named after a lava flows in France that contain bits of iron that are basically pointed the wrong way. Again, what a ridiculous sentence All to right. put in a science journal. We got to get off this because my I'm, I'm right now, I have empty stomach brain. I'm like really hungry. Um, usually I eat during the podcast, but I'm like refraining. Go so I got, get something to eat no. and I'll just read the rest of the article to the listeners. No, I'm good. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. We had gone off on this big tangent because we were talking about treasure hunts and compasses. So yes. any other hunts. bachelor party ideas? I think this is actually, I think along, I think if we combined this idea with the children's party idea, the children's birthday party idea, we might have a winner. And that is that we just rent like a mansion somewhere and just pretend to be rich. 
and then throw ourselves a children's birthday party. Like we we spend like life savings on no, like the oh not even. I think you can get a I think you can rent a mansion for I was like gonna say, relatively cheap. Yeah, like an a, like not life savings, but like we throw down a lot of money on like a real nice Airbnb, like a mansion Airbnb. Yeah. Like we're going to we could even there's mansions in like situate. Yeah. Like let's go on like a beachside then, mansion. If if we even like made it a little bit more, I bet we could get a mansion for really cheap if we went somewhere in like a Tennessee or like a mm-hmm. like middle of the country, places that people don't give a shit about. Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. Kansas maybe. Theos. And then Fuck we Theos. just not Theos. Um we just do a children's birthday party, but then we have so much space so much room for activities that we would never get bored. Yeah. It would be like I'm having picturing... everything we wanted in one place so that we were just spending money on the accommodations and the booze and then also the clowns that are going to be performing at our children's yeah. birthday party. I imagine mm-hmm. it's like it's this huge, very uh, like a Peaky Blinders, like a this huge, dark, gloomy hall and we're off in like one corner and it's just like, yeah. uh, it's a couple couches and everyone has like the, the pointy yeah. birthday hats on and there's a p- pinata hanging in the middle and the rest of it is just large, echoey, very dusty, dank room. Yeah. And there's like, there's a magician who's like bad at magic and he keeps I got one. fucking up the tricks. <laughs> I got one. It's one of my dad's friends. And then also like at one, we convince like one person, like, like, I bet we could get away with, like, Gus or Kevin. Mm-hmm. We just convince them that the mansion is haunted. Yeah. But, like, really, oh. like, go deep into it so that there's just, like, two people who are terrified of going in any other parts of the mansion. I was going to say. get all that. I was going to say with either of those two, we just put them in, like, a Barney suit. We, like, <laughs> we make it, like, a toddler's birthday party. We, they, they, they are dressed up as, like, Elmo. And they have to be in the Elmo costume the whole time we're there. It's like a punishment. One person yeah. gets a punishment for the, the last one party. to show up to the mansion Airbnb has to put on a Barney suit. That's all they can wear. But I think that would be that's like the more extravagant version of the like just going and getting like a cabin in the woods or something. Yeah, exactly. There's a we it'll be like a destination bachelor party because but so then the other thing i was kind of thinking is like if we didn't combine it with the children's birthday party what if we just like rented a mansion and just pretended we were rich for a week and just like yeah like dress nice we're wearing dress nice but like i'm saying go even further like we're like calling companies we're like hey we we have a, a guest in town um like he's doing his bachelor party um, he wants to like keep it on the DL, but like we were looking to get a table somewhere. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any ideas? We're like trying to buy table stocks. At a stake. We're trying to merge companies. Yeah. We're just going together. Insane. Yeah. We're always all of us have Bluetooth, uh, like the old at like two thousand eight Bluetooth speakers, and we're just yeah. screaming different things. It's yeah. that Eric Andre skit where he's in the middle of the street, just like buy it, buy it, and he throws up, sell it, sell it. <laughs> 
there's just one room that's just like the Pepe Sylvia thing. It's just yeah, like exactly. we just have stuff pinned to the wall. There's yeah. string everywhere. Yeah. Someone's solving a murder somewhere. We don't know why. There's corporate espionage. Yeah. Um, we all of us has an offshore accounts. Yeah. All of us has an assistant that's always getting us at coffee at, yeah. at every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always sending someone on a Starbucks run. Yeah. It's never coming out of our pocket. I would really lo- like that if we just like an Airbnb and we it's it, we could have a theme to it. And I think the theme is corporate America. <laughs> it's it's, like it's we're all just wearing like we're wearing like button downs, but like our tie is undone because we've had a long day. We're wearing slacks and like loafers and we're the, just like it, just calling people, just whoever. The, it's yeah, it's Wolf of Wall Street style, but in yeah. in not every facet. Like it's not all of like the drugs and the strippers. It's the panic attacks yeah, when yeah. you're trying to sell <laughs> penny stocks, and it's the suspenders, the things undone, our hair is all out of whack, and yeah, penny loafers. And we're it, honestly, let's rent out that large mansion Airbnb, and we just bring in cubicles, and that's the part. <laughs> full circle we just rent out cinemagic yes 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 <laughs> our cinemagic idea and we just ran out that's my bachelor party we're in the band and cinemagic and we're uh you know making calls oh we're, we're you, pulling in fish do you on, think, on the on the lines i'm also doing this I've kind of thought right about now. the cinemagic thing so many times since really? last episode i have like thought about non-stop Really? I haven't thought about it once since we recorded, and I've been to Cinemagic three times because in the parking lot, <laughs> because that's where the campus. Haven't thought about it once. Um, any others? Like, no, that was that was the extent of this week's. Um, yeah. like, how feasible do you think it is that we could buy the cinematic, like Cinemagic? Like, like, do you think there's a bank that currently has possession of it? Like, did they foreclose? I don't Does know if it's the company closed. It says for own? it says for lease in the window. Okay. Is there a number on it? Yep. Can you get that number next yeah. time you're there so that we can call them on the podcast? It. I can yeah. And just I I I'm going to to it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So Cinem- <clears throat> you'll love Cinemagic. Solisbury, six Merrill Street. It's permanently closed. Cinemagic permanently closed. Um, let's let's go in. I don't know if it'll say it's foreclosed or not. Um, there are no longer show times. Uh, Their website isn't even up. Yeah, I know. It takes you right to showtimes.com. Let's see if there's like a news. Cinemagic. Yelp. I'm working on a school computer. They won't let me look at Yelp. Yeah. Movie theater chain. Cinematic permanently closed. All New England. Look at we. This is the same <laughs> article I looked up last time we were talking about this. But uh, it's closing all other early this month. Cinematic closed. Intermission until the spring. Permanently closed. Doesn't say anything about like the standing about the status of it. If it's been. Phone numbers for messages at the New Hampshire location have been disconnected as of Tuesday morning. 
All it says is permanently closed. I don't know if that's for that's foreclosed and like a bank owns possession if they went bankrupt. I don't know. Who knows? Wait. <clears throat> I saw something about phone numbers. The phone number's been disconnected. The actual Cinemagic like hotline. But I don't know about the four lease sign. If there, there's definitely a four, there has to be a phone number on the four lease sign. How, how? Okay, this is what confuses me about Google. <clears throat> yeah, I there's an article, Boston CBS local. Cinemagic had locations in Salisbury and Sturbridge, along with other theaters in New Hampshire and Maine. Phone numbers for the dot dot dot. This is on Google. You then click on the article. It does not say the phrase phone number in the article. Oh no. Oh, just kidding. I just didn't read the article. Disconnected as of Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. Stop. But yeah, no, I would I would move back and just sink all of my time and effort into <clears throat> making Cinemagic some sort of profitable something. Why I not? Mean, it would what get, else do it I would, have to do? It would get you back up to New England. Yeah. I could you live could just, in Cinemagic. There you go. There's seats. The degeneracy open, that would happen. Open, open about three of them up. That'll be like your your whole body. And length. then I mean, like the other thing is like, like obviously, I think the first thing I think of if I was like living in Cinemagic is like, well, there has to be mice and rats, right? Mm-hmm. Good protein. Get a bunch of cats. Problem solved. There you go. Put them in the that walls. Was cat in the wall, you say. If one gets stuck in the wall, you put another cat in the wall. I know you need more than one cat if you're going to be at Cinemagic, I think. You need, I mean, to cover eight movie theaters worth, you need, I would say, a four gaggle. or five cats. A yeah. gaggle of cats. Yeah. A you need a herd a ba- of them. You need a basket of cats. And then I think you need a dog just for protection. I think I get like a big, burly Rottweiler. To keep all the, the cats in line, honestly. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But and then, then I mean, w- then you have a functioning ecosystem, and then also I was going to say, who doesn't love going to a movie and just having a cat fucking sneak up just, on you? You're sitting next to a cat, and he's making all this noise, and you're like, "Can you shut up?" It's like a very poignant scene, like like a Notebook type scene. And you just hear bow, bow. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, I was also going to say, running into the theater, I'm like, the cat's stuck in the wall again. If you're getting, you know, that dog is going to start also then turning into kind of being like another cat. If you just got the one dog, maybe throw in two more dogs. You got the eight <laughs> cats, uh, maybe ten cats. You got now three dogs. Um, and then we just you got have some a... sort of funny farm going on there. Yeah, we get a zebra, just make it a petting zoo. One of the movie theaters is a there petting zoo. There you go. Yeah, zoo. exactly. Get some goats. <laughs> oh. Um, I honestly, have... okay. Yeah. So here's an actual idea that is harebrained, but would work is that you just turn one of the rooms into a grow room for that fucking dispensary down the street. A little uh, offshore, you know, just disp- like a grow grow area, like you said. That's good. 
outsourcing to another location like we said between the office space and that there you have covered months rent and yeah you got got profit from there big things going on i like that so if anyone listening wants to go in with me on cinemagic holla at me you know where to find me i have um just i have just one or two more quick things um I'm sure they'll be quick and we won't at all go on tangents. Go off on a tangent. No, it's it's more just supermarket like endeavors, us. more supermarket endeavors. So uh, I go to the supermarket a fair amount now because with yeah. the camp, it's just like I don't have the mind to like look forward a couple of days and be like, oh, like they're going to, you know, do this craft. Why don't I hit the supermarket and grab a bunch you of need stuff? elbow noodles, elbow yes. macaroni. In order yeah. to make, we need some rigatoni. We need some rigatoni and some string. Some rigaton. So I just go every day. Also, I go every day because I get popsicles on like Mondays and Tuesdays for the kids, and I'm not sitting, the popsicles aren't just gonna sit in my car. So I go what are today. You buy a cooler for your popsicles. Yeah, no way. I also tangent. I'm addicted to popsicles. The bomb pops. They got crush orange soda, and Hawaiian punch flavors. I've been just eating like the fruit juice popsicles. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Um, right now, I got ice cream sandwiches in my freezer. I'm probably going to have one after this. I was wearing this, <clears throat> Reading Lacrosse. I'm walking in, and this is, this is less about the supermarket and more about just like there just always n- needs to be someone that has to say something to me. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. know them. I don't want to have a conversation with them. I want to get the bomb pops and I want to get out and go back to the camp. I'm walking in. I'm not even in the supermarket. A guy goes, I used to live in Reading. What do I say to that? Could you tell me? Could anyone in the, you know, leave, leave a five-star review and in the comment of the five-star review, tell me, what do I say to that? It's a man who looks like he was jogging and jogged by the market basket and was like, I'll grab a water because I'm almost done. And he looks at me and goes, I used to live in Reading. I think all because I'm wearing a Reading lacrosse shirt. What You should have started just asking him like, like, um, essentially like security questions you should have been like yeah. oh what what street what street what, address what, what color's your house what side of the street were you on yeah odd numbers even numbers what are we thinking were you in a, were you in an apartment what Up, upstairs downstairs basement? what was your mother's maiden name yeah what uh, who was your uh, first college roommate and or uh, your first pet's name what uh what hospital were you born at so I uh, uh, truly, uh, my response was okay, and I walked in. <laughs> like I wasn't having it. I think about this stuff now too. I'm go- now like I. It's, I, I just it's I don't know if it, everyone if everyone else deals with that, too. I just may just start wearing black black and white t-shirts. Nothing yeah. to give away any sort of personal information about me. I'm not wearing name brands. I'm not wearing the towns that I've coached or lived in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be plain Jane because what do I say? I used to live in Reading. 
I didn't. Great. <laughs> I, I, I looked him dead in the eye and went, okay, and just walked into the supermarket. <laughs> you know what you actually should have said is you should have just looked at him and been like, it's pronounced reading. Yeah. It's actually reading lacrosse. <laughs> it's a whole thing where we coach, help him with dyslexia. Um, I just, so, I don't know. So I think that there's two, two things, two facets. To this. First of all, the only time that I find it acceptable to speak to another person or stranger, to another yeah, like stranger, a stranger that I'm like walking by is first of all, a situation in which it is like, like, for example, the other day I was in the supermarket and I was wearing my St. Cloud state shirt and somebody walked by me that worked there and was like, is that a St. Cloud state shirt? And I was like, yeah. And we got in a conversation about that because that's in fucking Minnesota. The odds yeah. of us running into like two people that somehow have some relationship to St. Cloud state to St. Cloud, Minnesota is very slim. Yeah. That, so that is something that, yes, but it's like, it's, it's, it's wild. It's out there. You're in Nashville. It's a St. Cloud thing. And that's also the proper way to approach someone if if you truly yeah. deep down in you find the need i need to talk to this person yeah to go and say is that a saint cloud thing and then it opens up he didn't just go up to you and go i used to live in minnesota <laughs> <laughs> i lived in duluth but i used to drive through saint cloud sometimes you know what he might as well have said to you i watched them on tv one time <laughs> i caught i caught the final four the frozen four that would have been no, the same as if he said, I used to live in Minnesota. Yeah. So I, my whole ethos is either you need to be like, if you want to come up and be like, hey, I like your shoes, that's cool with me. Because that's just like, a, oh, thank you. Exactly. Maybe I compliment I have something about you. It. And Thanks. then it's just like we move on. Or it has to be either like if I see someone with like a Red Sox hat or something like that down here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll be like, yo, fucking go Sox guy. Fuck yeah. There you go. Fuck the Yankees. Again, different situation. But you need to have the situational and self-awareness to be like, I have nothing useful to say to this person. Reading is 30 minutes away from us. Exactly. It doesn't matter. No, he does not care he, that I lived he, in that, Reading. That guy could have gone like, hey, go Rockets. Or like, uh, yeah. Like, or say he say he still lives in Reading. I don't know what he's doing up in the market basket in Newburyport. So he still lives in Reading and, uh, you know, uh, knows about the lacrosse team. He could have easily have gone or seen it in the goddamn paper because we made it to like the finals and whatnot, whatnot. He could have been like, congrats on the season. Yeah. That's all he could have said. But to go, I used to live in Reading. Nobody cares. Are, Nobody gives me, a fuck. You are giving me information that, you know, you, I, I'm going to give you the same reaction if you told me you, I used to live in Reading or if you took a shit on the sidewalk as I walked by. Okay. And just kept walking. It's just, yeah. Like, people just it's, love it's to give people, you useless yeah, information. I was, I, was, I was listening back to a podcast that someone was asking me about. I think my brother. And uh, in the podcast, I was talking how I was outside of a, a different supermarket in yes. Melrose, and it was the lady had to come up to me. And again, it was the whole th I'm outside and she's asking me, how do I get inside? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not in there. So maybe I don't know. 
It's just people need to, to, to talk or need to, that guy needed to just get like, if, if you find the need and you see me walking into a supermarket and I don't know you and you like, are like, I want to talk to this guy. Cause he's got a just go back. That'll hold, <laughs> that will probably do the same thing to get it out. You can, you don't need to blurt out. I used to live in Reading when you see the Reading shirt, just go back. And it's probably going to give the same, like, you know, chemical reaction in your brain. You got out just something that makes no sense to me. Or you just like open your mouth and like spit up on yourself a little bit. Yeah. Just, just, just like, t- just take it in. Just take a big, deep breath. <sighs> like, like you're, you're giving birth just because I know that's what it is. It's this chemicals all built up and something needs to come out of your mouth. Just make it not words that I give a shit about. <laughs> I don't know. It's always me too. Thousands of people walked into that supermarket, but he chose me. <gasps> I, I wonder if it's God. God maybe I'm the main I am the main character, obviously. But what if it's just like whoever's pulling the strings of this, you know, uh sitcom that I I live of a life where it's like uh, yeah, it's just God like puts the idea into his head is like you they see that see that guy walking right now, you're gonna say something to him. You're going to give him some sort of some exposition so that he can continue on with the plot points of this of this episode of his life. I wonder if God's doing that to me because the ultimate people telling me information I don't give a shit about is like. If I pull up to a house to deliver a package and someone's outside, I immediately I'm like, you're going to tell me something I don't care oh, about. Yeah, you can you can just you can just see it in their eyes. <laughs> like, I saw I, it. I got out I of the car wa- and I locked watched, eyes with that guy. I watched the thoughts like compute in their brain and I'm just like, you're gonna do it, aren't you? You're gonna do it. Oh, I've done it, I've done it sometimes where I'm like, I know this person's gonna say something like okay? because you can see they're them looking at you. They're like <laughs> and they'll say something. Like that guy was just like, I used to live in Reading and I just let out the biggest sigh. <sighs> really because <laughs> i was like i know i know, like don't i'm in my head i'm like don't fucking do it man don't <laughs> don't say something to me because i don't know you and then you go and do it i'm gonna let out a big jesus christ all right oh god yep yep mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you you're coming up to the package, and you the little window you can see it. Yeah. you can see his face in the window, and yeah. you're just like, "Don't do it, man." I'll put the package down, and I'll walk away. Then you can open the door. Don't open the door before I put the package down. Or if somebody's like, the worst is when somebody's out in their yard, and they're like, "Oh, this this package is for my daughter." Oh my god, are you shitting me? <laughs> this package, I don't care. Hey, this package is for my daughter. The D- other that, one you know what like... your next response, you know, next time this package is for my daughter. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's open what... it up. People ask me all the time. I hand them a package and they go, what is it? And I go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> next time, this is what you do. You go, what is it? You go. Sounds like a Sibian. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God. You have to start doing that. That is awesome. I had no idea that people were that stupid to ask you, what is it? You I'm need like, to next time shake it and go just say something. Just sounds say anything. Sounds like rocks. Marbles. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bag of marbles, dude. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, yeah. What do right. they expect? I, I, I that you know because, it? That you packaged okay. it? So like the 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 crazy thing is, I'm like, it's one of those questions where people say it out loud, and I'm like, are you speaking to me, or are you just saying that out into the world? Like, yeah, it could be either one. So I usually am like, Haha, I wouldn't be doing my job if I knew. <laughs> yeah, and then like they're they, re- but the great thing about that is like. That's the customer service way to be like, that's the stupidest question I've ever been asked. And then they, that immediately clicks in their brain and they go, ha, ha, whoa, whoa, whoa. and they walk away. What, what is it? And you just look at them and you just like, I don't know. It's your package. Like uh, the shaking of baby. it would be, the shaking of it would be like, just be like, like really make a meal out of it. Just next time. Just like, like, like trying to figure out the weight of it. Yeah. Just refusing to, to give to it to them. Make a meal out of it to show them how stupid of a thing that they just said. <laughs> be like, sit there with them. Be like, I, I don't, I wonder what it is too. Do you want to open it? This, yeah, that's what, just this pull is for my knife. <laughs> this is for my daughter. what you get? <laughs> Do you usually open her packages? You should. Yeah. I, I would. You never know. You never know what kids are ordering these days. Yeah, maybe it's a she have her own debit card. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you go into the whole line of last questions. All right. <clears throat> you know when that debit card expires? Expires. What's what are the three numbers on the back? What are those three silly little numbers on the back? It's like a. It's what are those called? Like a CVV. CVV. Yeah. It's, it's just another layer of security. I know that I was I was still doing the bit. Oh, <laughs> hey man, you got um, me. Uh, do you actually? I don't have. I I'm a, I I will say it. Do you know my last step? My last actually two debit cards ago. I lose them a lot. Uh, my CVV was on the back. Four twenty. Zero zero zero. Not joking. That's zero, how did zero, you zero. lose that? You I would have held on to that for dear I don't life. Know. I you think never have to. You I think it, that one expired, have... and then I lost the next one. Okay, because you—that's a debit card where you never have to have possession of that debit card. Oh yeah, is so. I mean, I know it now. It's only three numbers, but like I used to know. I didn't have to take out my card and be like, "Well, okay, what are my numbers?" I just had it all memorized, and it was the easiest part was zero zero zero. And it was. Um, the expiration was in September. So I was like, oh, fuck it. It's my birthday. Yeah. yeah. And then the I remember the number. <laughs> no. No. Um, All right. Stripper names. Go on. Your first pet's name and the name of your street growing up. <laughs> Maxie Brownfield. <laughs> that is that's Maxi Brown. That doesn't sound like a stripper name. That sounds like a like a sassy black detective's name. Yeah, Maxi Brownfield. 
Book them. Book them. <laughs> Book them. Book them, Maxie. Mine is the mine's terrible, like really bad. It is just monkey larch. Monkey larch. <laughs> Ew. That's that's a, that's a BYOB strip club. Yeah. Oh, it's a strip club name or a stripper name? Stripper name. Yeah. Monkey. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing a stripper with very hairy knuckles. <laughs> that drag on the ground a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey larch. Wow. Sarah. What uh what was your first pet's name? Albie, Albie Summer, with Sarah's. That's that sounds like a like a secret agent more. Yeah, Albie Summer. So su- supposedly a st- <clears throat> stripper name is your first pet's name, and then the street you grew up on. Well, the technically it's called Albie. Oh, Albie. <laughs> oh my god, no, 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 you gotta come on and tell the story. Come here. She's really Sarah's really mic, busy. Sarah. This is this is funny. So explain your first pet's name. Hi. Hi. Um, I don't really remember it. It was a cat, but I'm it was a really mean cat. Um and I don't even know what the first name was, but I'm assuming it changed quickly. I guess my parents named it lb like the letters stand for little bitch because it was really mean but then everyone just called it alby and i always thought it was alby until like years later when my like i was old enough for my mom to like explain it to me oh my god that's a 10 and out of 10 that. and what was the your uh amesbury or salisbury what the street you like were born on uh i forget oh madison L.B. Madison. Like I, I said, that is, secret agent. I, you've never told me that L.B. story. <laughs> oh, my God. It stood That's for incredible. little little bitch. <laughs> well, you know that my first pet was a monkey that was just a mean cat that my parents yeah. found on the street. Yeah. Monkey. Yeah. Was it like a, like a darker cat? Like a, it was a black cat with like white paws. I was picturing it was like that cali- the calico cat. No. No. It was All calico it, cats it's, are female. its favorite pastime was while my mom was cooking dinner, it would just like walk up behind her quietly and just bite her in the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not funny to my mother, but was funny every single time to everyone else in the house. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and then we also had a cat named Nathaniel again, of course. A stray cat um that my parents brought in and but that one died promptly after i was born wow it, so the, the, your energy just killed that cat yeah both cats existed as pets before i was born but i yeah. spent the most time with monkeys so i count that as my first pet there you go there but you go. nathaniel larch might not be a bad nathaniel larch like you you write uh, mystery novels. That's I imagine that Nathaniel Larch is like one of Johnny Sin's pseudonyms. Nathaniel Larch, or that's or like large a, Nathaniel Nathaniel Large. 
That's like one of like the ones where he's wearing a suit and he's in an office and he's like, hello, I'm Nathaniel Large. I'm Nathaniel Large. And then he bangs some broad and then he immediately is leaving the door and he looks back and goes, here's looking at you, kid, and then transforms McGonagall style into a cat. (laughs) And scampers off. Scampers off. And then the the woman is just like, I just fucked a cat. (laughs) And then Nathaniel Large got me again. It scampers back to um, Cinemagic because that's where it lives. Yeah, of course. It's it's its <clears throat> domain. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I have to put something in my stomach, or I'm gonna pass. I away. love a Can't... good. I love a good uh, Animorphs uh, reference to wrap up there the episode. Go. It was more of a, of a Harry Potter McGonagall, but yes, those were the stupidest books. Not Harry Potter, but the Animorphs. Oh, of course. Uh, the uh, the best part of the book was the cover. Yeah, everything else sucked. And it wasn't even that good. Like the gra- they could have done way better with the photo. My favorite one was the the girl that turned into a starfish. <laughs> All right, this has been Jackson for the Trolling Stone Podcast. Thanks for listening. Keep it sleazy. And I'm out. Uh, peace out, you fuckos. Facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruger. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is block shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now-